Welcome back to the Master Thursday afternoon with Andy Muir. This is a Tadpole Thursday. Not normally a song I'll play here on the Master or a group, but it is Kiwi Music Month and I didn't want to play Lord of Beanie, so I've gone for these guys instead. They sound very much like garbage. Of course, um, that huge group from the 90s into early 2000s based out of the UK, and that's the vibe you get listening to them. But um, Renee as well, actually the lead singer for them. She was on Shortland Street. She was real hot back in the day too, just as a side... Side topping, not that it really matters too much with uh, anything we're talking about now with sporting guru Nathan Burden. G'day, mate. How's things? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good. Yeah. Do you remember Tadpole? Uh, it does ring a bell, yes. Yep, yep. They were huge in the early 2000s. They were all over. They were just, it was a big, the album was called The Buddha Finger. And I bought it for some reason. I took it with me in my little CD case over to the UK. Oh, yeah. CDs. Disc Walk Discman's. Yeah, I actually bought a discman over there from Dixon's or somewhere like that. No, Argos. Argos is the big thing in the UK. Crazy place, Argos. Well, it's not crazy. You look it up in a catalogue what you want, and you go and basically hand it over to them at the counter, and they go and bring it over for you. It's it's weird, but that's what I got, the old discman back in the day. So, um, With the little tape adapter so you could play it in the, play it in the car? Nah, I just had that, and I had my... Um, my good headphones and just like when I was living on the pig farm in a caravan, that was my source of entertainment, was listening to the, uh, the, the Discman. Oh, there you go. As, uh, we're going a bit off topic there, but uh, we can do that every now and then. How's things with you, mate? Yeah, pretty good, mate. I was, uh, enjoyed um, being down at the stadium, I guess, back, uh, crowds back in the, in the ILT um, Stadium Southland again, and I've had a couple kicking off the season on Friday night, and then the steal with, um, with an interesting game. Um, I guess we could say against the tactics last night. Yeah, what do we read into that? Is that just a case of COVID affecting the team and it's a bit of a false result? Although it won't be false, it's fish and chip paper today, obviously. Um, just, the, just the way the competition's going, though, isn't it? Yeah, just talking to a couple of the players afterwards, I think they're hugely frustrated um, and, and they were pretty quick to not really want to use COVID as an excuse, but it, it, but it was hard to... It was you, you could tell watching the game that it was almost impossible to get any sort of momentum going. Um, they had some good, pretty good players either not there at all or, or sitting in the grandstands watching. Um, and then they also had um, players who obviously were able to be involved in the game, but only in a, in a limited way with, um, with the protocols they have from coming back from illness. So you had players coming on and off the court um, on a regular basis, pretty hard to get any sort of flow going. Um, and I thought they did pretty well, actually, to be honest, to stay in that game for as long as they did. And the score probably flattered the tactics um, at the end of the day. But a remarkable stat out of that game last night. Yeah, the, uh, the tactics had, had... That was the first time the tactics had won all four quarters um, in a game, which is... Um, is amazing, really, and to do it to do it on the road, you know, um, probably do need to probably do need to pay them some credit um, that they were able to do that, um, and and that hopefully you know it'll it sort of helps them sort of climb off the bottom of the table too. So um, that that result shouldn't hurt the steel too much in terms of the ladder, um, but they will want to sort of um, you know hit their stride again against the pulse on on Monday night, and obviously the pulse will be smarting from that. Last time the two teams met with Steel had that amazing result. They came yeah. back from 11 goals down in a quarter, which is, again, is a, is a stunning result. I guess it's just uh, an anomaly, one of those, one of those funny ones that we're, that we're seeing from time to time. And we had the basketball last Friday, as you talked about before, the Sharks. They got back into gear and they started really well. Yeah, that was great, and you know, and and a very good 
quirk of the calendar that we get the that we get the Saints um, first up before um, before a, a lot of those Saints come marching in. The, a lot of their their big stars arrived back, so I think they were they were calling them the Baby Saints, and it, and it definitely looked like a bit of a, a second string lineup. But I actually liked a lot of what we saw from the Sharks, um, especially the big uh, the big fella, um, the big seven foot two. Um, unit who um, who really made an impact at the start, and I guess it was something the Sharks missed last year was was having a big man in the roster. Um, yeah, you know, obviously they'd, they'd shown a commitment to, to Alex Pledger as he was going through his um, through his, through his illness. So um, I, I think this is a pretty good looking Sharks team, and it's well worth a follow this year. Seven foot two, you'd be pretty handy getting tennis balls out of the guttering playing backyard cricket. Absolutely, mate. I've, I've I've seen him around the stadium a bit, and um, he he is a big unit, and he's athletic with it too. And there's a there was an incident um, uh, fairly early on in the game where one of the Saints players tried to tried to go through the middle, and he just had the ball absolutely swatted out of his hands, and uh, and they just didn't try it again basically for the rest of the game. So that just shows you the impact that a guy like that can have in the game. Now, a bit of a correlation here. The Tasmanian Jack Jumpers have made it into the final of the NBL, the competition, of course, associated with the Breakers. Now, um, the Huskies, the Tasmanian Huskies, up until, what was it, last year? They were playing in the New Zealand NBL too, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And I, and I guess one of those ex, those expansion teams, um, quite an ambitious um, competition locally, and it does seem to be quite sustainable, um, obviously, Tasmania were looking here, but then got probably got a better offer um, back on their side of the, the ditch. But I mean, you also you look at a, um, a team potentially coming out of Queenstown um, to the NBL locally. We've seen the Nuggets come back into the competition. Yeah. Um, and, and from what I'm hearing, you know, this is there's some there's some good you know there's some good money backing this competition up. So it looks like the NBL um, should hopefully have legs for you know for the next few years. Um, and we've got club rugby is pretty much on hold this weekend because of duck shooting, but a few premier games underway today. And just want to talk about a really cool thing on um, Eastern Northern Barbar's page, Lachlan, Lockie McCall. You do these player profiles and a lot of it's standard, um, standard questions, but um, hey, apart from being a sheep servicer, which he is obviously with his uh, conveying business and everything else, it's like, what do you like best about being part of the Barbar's and like, oh, the camaraderie? Everything else, uh, Lockie's just straight up goes, nah, um, the best thing about being part of the Barbars, beating up town folk. <laughs> yeah. you got to love yeah. that, eh? Yeah. you got to love somebody, yeah. sense of humour that comes to those profiles and breaks away from the mould. It's good to see. Look, it's just one of those great aspects, I guess, of that premier competition that um, that, a, that a country aspect has been able to reta- um, be retained over the years. And I, I remember when Absolutely. I... First came back down here and um, and was playing. We had the likes of the the Wyndhams and Waikakas, and and they were very strong teams in that competition. They and they made for a great uh, road trip, and we were hosted very well um, with a great feed, and we were sent on our way really well too um, from from those games. So, very special part of Southland Club Rugby. And just to finish up as well, nominations are closing very shortly for the Southland Sport Awards. Yeah, May 16. So um, across the across all the categories of the ILT, um, Southland Sports Awards has been this. Despite all the challenges, there's still plenty to um, celebrate across the, the Southland sporting landscape. So anyone can make a nomination. You can just get onto the Active Southland website and uh, check out all the details. Good on you, Nathan. Chat next week. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Proud with Ag Proud, because life on the land can be a laughing matter. Brought to us by Beef and Lamb NZ.
I went for a Chinese last night and got chatting to the waiter. He told me he lived in Japan during the war and was a kamikaze pilot, and his code name was Chiao Main. I said, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't kamikaze pilots sacrifice their own lives? To which he replied, yes, but I was chicken Chiao Main. And that is a Master Thursday afternoon done and dusted. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Andy Muir. Thanks to Peter's Genetics. We will be back for one o'clock tomorrow. Duck Shooting Eve, which is a Friday right here in Hokanui. Have a great afternoon, Southland. Then sends my